listening to me. This is Saratova Best. We are learning Basi Lagani, Tufshin Mem, 1980. And the focus is on feminine leadership. And, and so the mimer begins. We're going to see, of course, we know that, that what it's implying is that the whole generation is a feminine, a feminine energy. So, and obviously we as women... We want to step into our true role as women in the feminine way, whatever that would mean. And whatever it meant last year is already old-fashioned, and what it's going to mean this year is a whole other level. So let's see where it's going to take us. Um, excuse me. Anything this height, that's all. Like a pencil case or something. Okay. So this we know. I came to my garden. This is Tafshin Mem. This was said in 1980. I came to my garden, my sister, my Kala. Uh, well, water is a little dangerous. Okay. I came to my garden, my sister, my Kala, and, and the Frisica Rebbe brings on this in his mimer for his, his histalkus, and we know, of course, the way it goes is that the Frisica Rebbe said the mimer in Tafshin Yud in 1950, and then every single year after that, the Rebbe would take, there were 20 ICS, 20 different sections of the mimer. It was divided into, I think, three mimerim, and then, of course, every year, the Rebbe would take one of those 20 sections, year by year by year, and expand on that. So, um, so this one is, here, so this one is Tafshin Mem, um, this one was said Tafshin Chaf, the 20th year. The 20th year, in other words, there's a mimer here, Tafshin Chaf, from 19, no, the 10th year. From 19, Tafshin Yud, okay, this is the 10th time that the Rebbe is, this is the 10th time and then the 30th time that the Rebbe is expanding on it, but essentially expounding on it. Essentially, he's expounding on the 10th paragraph right smack in the middle of Vati Lagani. The 10th paragraph. Okay, so, so we understand that the Friedrich Rebbe brings this, and he says it for his histalkus, and it says, of course, when Hashem said, I come to my garden. We look at this world, it doesn't look too gardenish to us. But, of course, that was the place that it was a garden to begin with. And, of course, this is all basic, we know. The Ikrashina was down here in the lower world. Okay, so here is going to be the focus of this year. Hashem started off in his garden to begin with, and then there are many comments that the Rebbe says after that. He started off, this world was a garden, and many comments. One comment was that we've learned many times that the seven tzaddikim came along and brought the Shina back down. Here the Rebbe is focusing on, at least right now, um, Seven negative things happened. 
and cause the Shekhinah to go up. Until the seventh Rakiyah. And then seven Sadiqim came and read the Shekhinah Milamai Lamata. And then seven Sadiqim came and brought it back down. Until Maishu Rabbeinu came and he was the seventh and all seventh are beloved. <coughs> and, they brought, and he brought the Shekhinah down here. So this is what it means. Sadiqim will inherit the land. They bring down what left. They bring down what left. Which I do. They bring down what what left. The Vaidis Tadikim he lahashin laham shekhatshin shin alamat. What are the Tadikim here to do? To bring the Shina from up there to down here. To make all of these beautiful principles and energies and ideas available to us in everyday life. Is that called um, I don't know if it's called Tikkunim. The Avaitis of Tadikim Hula Hashkim Laham Shechat Tashkinim Elamad Bechinas Ad. To down here, their job is to bring the Shechina down to the level of Ad. Ayin Dalit. To bring the Shekhinah all the way down into everyday life. Into this lowest, lowest, lowest. So, when did this process begin? His job is to bring the Shekhinah down to the lowest world. What was the first step? In other words, it was, we caused it to go up. When we think about it on a psychological level, we'll often disconnect from Hashem. We can be in this situation where we're in the zone in a very strong union with Hashem, and then we eat the wrong thing, we think the wrong thing, we say the wrong thing, we, 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 we have <laughs> struggle addictions, and we disconnect. Maybe we're afraid to stay in the zone because it's, nobody else will like us, because we'll be too holy, and a million other reasons. So we start to disconnect, and it goes in stages. And here came all the tzaddikim to reconnect us. Almost like they're saying, hey, you guys, we realize that you have a need to disconnect. You have some kind of a struggle addiction, good for you. But um, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to try to fix this one up because we're, we're going to not let you guys let your lower instincts run the world. There's a job to do. So there's something even bigger than us. So we're going to bring the Shekhinah back down, and then Maishra Benu is going to do the final step. But he begins to do the final step with Matan Hashem comes down to, to Harsina. However, okay, great. Great. We're in really good shape because Maishra Benu is doing the final step, and now Hashem is going to be back down here. So when we think about it on a psychological level, well, 
kind of like if I wasn't ready to begin with last time, when the Shekhinah was down here, when I was in this zone with Hashem, and I was functioning, I was, I was really feeling like I'm in the zone, and somehow it was too, it was too good for me. You know, kind of how, um, you know, a million situations where we see people, ourselves, everybody, life is perfect and it's, it's too good. You know, my husband um, knew this guy that he was really, really, really struggling financially. So, and he was always complaining and, and he finally got a good job. So what did he do? And, and can I know he has a big family? He finally got a good job. So what did he decide after a short time that's having this good job? They're going to move to a different city. Well, there you go, ding dong, struggle addiction. Too much for him. Everything's working. He's going to move to a new city. Right? Meaning, and now he's going to go back to having to look for a job and struggling again. So that's the story of life. We do that. So, so here, Meisher Bain was bring to begin with, somehow... We couldn't deal with being so in tune with the Shekhinah, or the Shekhinah wasn't down here in this world. It, was, it, it, it somehow didn't fit. The Shekhinah went back up. The Tzaddikim brought it back down. And yet, you could see that if left to our own devices, we might push it back up again. Because because that's what we do. So, um, the truth is the main step was not Harsinai. Why not? You're standing there, and Hashem is asking you if you want to accept the Torah, and you say yes. What could be better than that? Well, we know. You know, um, it's one thing to be sitting at a Fabrengan and say, yes, I accept Hashem, or I'm thinking of another, anything, I don't know, you go and you volunteer in a classroom and, and you're on, you know, you just find the children to be a delight to teach. And you just say, you know, I don't, I don't know why any teachers ever complain. It's just, it's just such a delight to teach these holy neshamalah. Anything, whether it's, it's, it's our craft or whether it's Taira Lahavdil, it's such a joy, you know, I'm just so energized with it. Why would any, you, you know, we say to the teacher, what's, your, what's, what's the problem? Why don't you find it a delight like we do? So the teacher might say, you try coming here every single day for 30 years. You can't compare it. It's a one-time experience. Of course you're full of life and uh, a volunteer and all of that. You can't compare it. So the real bringing the Shekhinah down was not this wow experience of Harsinai, but the permanent one began with building the Mishkan. Now, by the way, in a sense, we could say that that is kind of the feminine energy because, um, you know, the woman is nurturing the world day in, day out. That's the feminine energy. That's what she's here to do, nurture the world day in and day out. The masculine energy is the guy goes in the same once in a while. And, you know, then he goes back to his other activity. So from a masculine point of view, it's just these, like, quick encounters. Quick encounters. I mean, we see how that devolves into, in the world, relationships. The mass, from the masculine energy, 
it's set up in a way that there's not a need for permanence. The male energy doesn't need permanent relationships. The male energy has a hard time with permanent relationships. The male energy, you know, would like to be in a lot of different places over their lifetime, a lot of different situations. The feminine energy wants to be settled and just one situation, one relationship, creating a nest, nurturing. The masculine energy doesn't. So that's why, let's say, 18-year-old girls were the idea of settling down and having a home and creating a family. This is their life dream in a sense. This is the energetically what just, why wouldn't she want that? That's what she's energetically set up to feel fulfilled with that she's creating, that she's creating. For an 18-year-old girl to get married, great. For an 18-year-old boy to get married, mm, going against the grain. There may be other reasons why, but it's not his, an eight-year-old boy usually is not saying, oh, all I want to do is have a family and just be committed to my family. Not when he's 18. Maybe when he's 23, 25, 28. Not when he's 18. When he's 18, he wants to jump around the world and conquer the world and have many different kinds of life experiences. He's, it's a very, you know, in, out, in, out, in, out to different kinds of life experiences. He's not looking to be settled. And so this whole idea of Mount is more that masculine thing. Hashem just, boom, comes down, wow, it's a wow. It's a wow thing. The Mishkan is more feminine. The, the Mishkan is that, it, it's that, here we go, let me write this down. The Mishkan is, is feminine. Because it's, it's, that, it's that energy of that permanence. So we can see that when it comes to Basi Lagani, we're talking, about, we're talking about the permanent energy. Basi Lagani is the feminine energy. It's not going to fly. It can't possibly say Basi Lagani, um, my, my, my brother, my, my, my chassan. Because if Hashem says, I came to my garden, my brother, my chassan, it means I'm not staying too long. I'm here for a short amount of time. It's, it's the masculine energy. In, out, in, out, you know, among, you know, people to see in places to go. I'm not here permanently. I'm not looking to settle down. In the secular world, I don't know what it's like now, but once upon a time in the 60s, imagine if a girl met a young man and, she, and, and he sensed that she wants to get married, it, she, she probably wouldn't have a second date because it's not a masculine energy. This is not a masculine... In fact, that's how you see that Yiddishkeit is so feminine because who else in the world wants to create families of men? Women still want to create families. Well, today women don't even want to create families. Who else in the world wants to create families other than from people? They, they just don't because it's not a masculine energy. So if Hashem is going to make a permanent home, you've got to go to the women. And he's got to filter his desire 
to have a permanent home through and to the feminine aspect and through and to the women. His sister is bride. So, um, so how do you do it? The Shekhinah coming down here into what I just said is done by transformation. Transformation. I'm going to theorize why transformation. There are two, there are two avidas, Iskafya and Ishafcha. Iskafya is you push away. Is hafla as you transform. Men create life by pushing the life force away from themselves. And it's, it, it's gone. Women create life by accepting the life force into themselves and transforming it into something else. So obviously, Escafia is surely connected with more of the masculine energy, and Ishafa is connected more with the feminine energy. So the way this is happening, Hashem doing, bringing his Shechina down here, is through Ishafa, transforming. What are you going to transform? Well, what, what is there to transform? Only one thing, darkness to light. And that's why the Mishkan was from Ateshitim. We know. There's, there, obviously, I don't know if the Mimer is going to be about Ateshitim. This, this year's Mimer, we'll see. Shemeham Natu So the Mishkan was made from these boards, from Shitim wood. And there are so many secrets, probably infinite secrets about the fact that it's, the Mishkan is made from Ate, from wood, Shitim, uh, acacia wood, and from those the crushing are made, the the carish, the, the the beans. We've all heard these. We've all we know all these concepts, and I bet this year is going to be a concept that we don't know, because even if we learned this um, twenty years ago, the way the Rebbe is going to filter this concept into the world now, twenty years later, is completely different. The backdrop is entirely different. As it says, I made the crushing for the Mishkan, so I made the board, says Hashem. Make the board, sorry, here's a command. Make the boards for the Mishkan out of Ateshitim, Acacia wood, they have to be standing up. I mean, after all, how do you, well, what do you do with the boards? They have to stand up. Interesting, by the way, I was just listening this morning to um, a, a talk about uh, an energy, energy sequence talk about self-confidence. And we know that that's a good concept for non-Jews. They should develop, some, well, maybe, self-confidence. We should not. Because as long as we're, and I remember hearing this many times from Rabbi Hamnick. Why would you want to, people ask, what should I do to instill self-confidence in my child? He said, well, why would you want to do that? Self-confidence in your child? 
seriously, and your child, you love your child, and that's what you want to do that to them? So then what do I want to do? You want to give them God confidence. Because, in fact, this woman was saying, she said, when I grew up, she said, nobody would ever compliment me on my talent. Because they said, well, if we do, we're going to give you an inflated ego. We're going to give you, they said in simple Russian, a, a, a big head. We're going to give you, in, meaning, we're going to give you an inflated ego. So nobody ever complimented her on her, all of her abilities when she was growing up. So that wasn't so healthy for her. Do we want to compliment people on their, on their talents? Well, if nobody... Yeah, otherwise, how are you going to be encouraged? Why should you, if, if everybody walks in here, sees all these paintings, and, you know, you say, oh, what do you think my paintings are? Whatever. It becomes uh, discouraging. Oh, so you want self-confidence. No. You want somebody to remark on the amazingness of the talent that's being channeled through you from Hashem. You want to have an enormous amount of God confidence. How do we know? Maishu Rabbeinu is the one who's orchestrating this whole thing, bringing the Shekhinah down here so that I'm so that and commanding us to build the Mishkan with these boards that are standing, standing, not lying down, not with a bowed head, standing erect. I'm That means Confidence. Okay. What kind of confidence? God confidence. That's Maishu Rabbeinu. Would we say that Maishu Rabbeinu had self-confidence? We wouldn't. Right? There's no way we're going to say Maishu Rabbeinu had self-confidence. He had God's confidence. He didn't know he existed, so to speak. There's no self-confidence. Kereshu Isis Sheker. So here's this being. And this beam, of course, is called a Keresh, and of course, we know, is from the letter Sheker, who Sheker the island. So here are these beams that comprise, let's go backwards. Wait a minute. So something's confusing. Here's this Mishka. Is the Mishkan good or bad? It's good. How do you know? Because it's all part of this sequence of events of Hashem reconnecting to the world. So it's good. Okay. And who is it happening through? Through Maishu Rabbeinu. Is that good? Also good. Okay. And what is Maishu Rabbeinu doing? He's saying, hey guys, we're going to bring Hashem back, Hashem back down here into this world. Is that good? Yes. Okay. How are we going to do it? Mazen Great. Next step. Build the Mishkan. Excellent. So far, so good. Everything, Hashem seems to like this. So far, so good. And then Maishu Rabbeinu says, Hashem told me this. Take boards made from acacia trees. Take those trees, cut them into boards, and build the Mishkan, the skeleton of the Mishkan, out of these boards. Okay. So what's the name of the boards? What do I look for in Home Depot? What do I look for? It's called a, a, it's called a Karish. Great. Hmm, not great. What do you mean not great? <laughs> we just went through all these steps. This is good. Good, and then good, and then good, and then good. What's wrong? Well, these boards are made from wood that their name shows on falsehood. So, <laughs> okay, somebody's got a case of reverse polarity here. 
Why are we being told to build a mishkan? We just went through all these steps and the, and the tzaddikim and bringing the shina down and all this other stuff and Maishar Benu and everything and he's completely in tune with Hashem. So Maishar Benu, what gives? Maishar Benu, why are you telling us to build this mishkan out of this material that is all about falsehood? I mean, what are we, magicians that we're going to just zoom, zoom, you know, turn it into, what's going on? So the point is, it's falsehood about what? The, the Keresh, the Sheker, is telling, is, is, the Keresh has two choices. It's going to tell you a message. It's going to, it's Keresh is, Keresh is Sheker, it's going to tell you a mes- message. And the message is either going to be, the message is that I am a piece of wood, together with all the other pieces of wood, pieces of wood, and we together are going to become this mishkan, okay? Where we came from has the potential to be, it, 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 it is so far from a, a, a world of, of falsehood. Does it have to stay a world of falsehood? No. That's why it's like the board is speaking to us and saying, this beam is speaking to us and saying, well, duh, why do you think Hashem put me in contact with you? If I just stay as a piece of wood from the acacia tree, I basically am locked into a reality of falsehood. Trees in this world are from the world of falsehood. Everything in this world is from the world of Amadishikra. This world is a world of lies. So it's almost like the, the, the trees and the wood from the trees are saying, we're locked into falsehood. There's only one type of being that can release us. Get me out, get me out, get me out. I'm stuck in the world of falsehood. It, it's, oh, sorry, before I finish, it's like the chicken at Kapara. You know, even though the, what are they called, the pita, the pita people, is that what they are? Go around saying, how can you do this to the chicken? And the chicken is screaming, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, when you're doing Kapara. But the chicken is saying, there's only one kind of being and one act that can release me from this world of falsehood. Please do it. Please use me for Kaparis. Otherwise, I've got Kahatsitsaris. I need to be used for Kaparis. I need to be shechted, helping in, so that I am released from this world of falsehood. Correct? If not for the Yid doing his mitzvah, what would be? So the same thing. Here's this board crying out to us um, uh, release me from falsehood release me I'm just writing that from lies okay release me from falsehood why am I living why is this board living in a world of falsehood it's coming from Shtusalumazeh it's not really so much that this world is a place of falsehood, but it's more that it, it's, it's 
one, it's a slippery slope. It's one step away from the world of little Nazareth. Because again, we look at this world, a tree is bad. What's so bad about a tree? Little Nazareth means klipa. Oh, the three unclean klipas. Right. Because a tree is from klipas naiga. It's neither here nor there. It's, it can be that or that. But Shlesh Klipa Fitzmeas are not neither here nor there. They're, uh, well, the tree, the tree, you know, when you're looking for a Shidduch for the tree, the tree can, you know, this is the kind of tree that could go either way. Because it's anyway Klipa Snaiga. So it could be Meshadech with Klipa, like Klipa Fitzmeas, or, or, or it could, be Meshadach with us. It could either pair up with the lower elements. Who do you want to hang out with? You know, you're kind of a medium guy. Who do you want to hang out with? You could hang out with the really creepy guys, or you could hang out with the good guys. So who do you want to hang out with, essentially? Who do we, we want to hang out with? You know, the weird, the, the, the women who are completely off the deep end, or the people who are healthy. So here is this tree, the acacia tree, and 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 it has the potential, the it has the potential to hang out with the lower elements, and from the lower elements, that's where the lie comes from. Trees are not bad in themselves, but they have their second cousin to slice sleep with where life is total falsehood. So imagine this scene. It's a tug of war. Here's this acacia tree. And it could go down with the, to the darker world. And it could, it could unify with us and be lifted up to holiness. It depends on us coming along and saying, Hi, tree, I need you. I'm going to chop you down, cut you into pieces of wood, make you into boards for the Mishkan, and then bring holiness to the world forever through the Mishkan. Which one would you like to do? But it can't do it by itself. Now, going back to the idea of the feminine energy, you think that men are going to look at a tree and say, oh, just think about it. A brother and a sister, they're each 20 years old, and, and the sister is saying, look at that tree. Wow, we could, we, we could elevate it, you know, it, it, it has a song to sing, it has a story to tell, it has a dance to dance of holiness. And the brother's like, oh my goodness, they never should have sent you to that school. You're really, you know, calm down, get with it. It's a nasty world, right? It's a nasty world. That's just, that's just the masculine energy. Come on, don't fool yourself. Stop dreaming. That's the masculine energy. And the feminine energy is we dream. If, if, you, if, if, if you are not sure whether to get involved in a business, a project, a course, you ask a, a, a female and you ask a male. The male will say, well, I'll look it up online for you and do some research. I've seen it happen. And I say, do you know anything about this, 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 this company or this course? And they say, well, I'll tell you, you know, give me a few minutes and I'll let you know. What do they look up? 
scam. Who said that it's a scam? They only look up to, to see who said that it's bad. It's just normal for them. Who said that it's a bunch of garbage? And the feminine energy will look up online to see who says beautiful things about it. That's how they check it out. So the feminine energy will allow you to dream and be elevated. The masculine energy will pull you down and say, let's face reality. So, a person does not do an Avera other than if Roshtus enters him. We know, oh, okay. So now we know there's something about in order to mess up this whole thing, we have to have Ruchstut. When we do the Avaida of taking these, this wood and making them stand up, then what happens? And making a Mishkan, we take this world that could go either way and we make it into a Mishkan then what we do is we carry with it the shtus delumazeh and make it into shtus tikkusha. This is basic. Everybody knows this. It's a kesher What we do is we take the sheker of the world and make it into kares for a mishkan. Again, this is basic. We know. This makes a shchina down here. The shchina come down here. This is basic, and of course it says it doesn't say I will dwell within within it, the Mishkan, but within them. We know that means us. And through every in every single yet through the abide of transforming dark to light, when we do this transformational work. We bring the Shina down here to the way it was before, Basilagani Lugnuni, the Makam Shai Ikr Zhila, bringing the Shina back down to the place where it was to begin with. But not the Ikr Dirbatakta, and then that becomes the Ikr Dirbatakta. And now here clearly will come all of this we know. Now the Rebbe is going to open it up into something that we don't know, and then we're going to stop for comments. This is a short paragraph. Base. The Torah is eternal. Okay. I remove it. So if the Torah is eternal, then then what? So this whole transformational work, you take the world and you create a Mishkan for it, it creates an eternity forever. So clearly we're going to focus here on eternity. So, why did we have to leave Eretz Yisrael? There are mitzvahs have to be well. There are mitzvahs that have to be done in the Mishkan and the Mikdash. All the details of everything that happened when we came out of Mitzrayim, the Gamlif Nezeh Begolos Mitzrayim, and even before that in Golos Mitzrayim, Shema Haras Nitzchid Bechol Dar Everything that happened that was positive in Jewish history doesn't stop happening. It all continues. Adi Yamazeh, 
all the good stuff that ever happened for us. We came out of Mitzrayim. We came there to Israel. We received the Torah. All of that good stuff was not a one-time activity. It's forever. So now we know the fact that they embittered our lives. Okay, they made it very, very hard. So the bitter part of how the Mitzrim embittered our lives, we need to open it up today and look at it and say, how do I feel that that's still happening to me? Where do I see that it's still happening to me? In Ruchni. B'chaymer da kal b'chaymer u'levenim. B'chaymer and b'levenim. This way that they were, they what did they do to us in this time? They made it difficult. What we had to make bricks, etc. We had to make straw and bricks. The love and hilchasa. What is the parallel in Ruchnius? The libun of hilchas. Levena means, I guess, I think the bricks. But it's all, and this whole process of doing it. But for us, it means building these bricks, building the whole edifice. What are we here as women to do now to build the edifice of Geula in a way that never was done before? Every time we do something revolutionary, every time we learn a sikh or a mimer in a, in a new way, we're bringing out something and we're creating something that never was created before. And somehow from this, when we do this, we're here to do a purification process. And that makes us zaycha for the gula, like the gula of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Gimel. Um, Gimel. Uh, yeah, okay. So now we're looking at the greatness of being involved with Tyra during Gala. So in the 10th paragraph of the Friedrich Rebbe's Mimer, which we are now focusing on the expounding of, what we're learning this year is the expansion of the 10th paragraph of the Friedrich Rebbe's Mimer, right smack in the middle, 
of the Friedrich Rebbe's Mimer, which we can assume that for ten, for nine paragraphs, the Friedrich Rebbe is introducing, building up to something very powerful about the feminine energy, the feminine leadership energy. When it comes to the tenth, Hasiri Yekaidish, the tenth is holy. The tenth paragraph of the Friedrich Rebbe's Mimer is going to is holy. Okay. The tenth paragraph is the last one of the second mimer. In other words, really, the Friedrich Rebbe said Bati Lagani, and then also Hayashevis Beganim, and I forget the other one. Um, I forget. But there were a couple. There are a couple of my marmots, one hemshech, it's one continuum. So this paragraph that we're delving into is the end of the second mimer. It's called Yeshavas Beganim, meaning this second mimer of the three of the Rebbe is about sitting in a garden. Yeah. On my website, you know, I came to mygarden.com, I put great-looking garden. Oh, I understand now why. Last year on the website, I put one of those pictures of earth with, you know, the little green buds coming up and one bigger than the other. But this year, for some reason, I picked this garden with a, with a, um, a little table and chairs around it and a house in the background as the garden that I wanted. And I didn't know why. I said, maybe I should go back to the one with the little saplings. Well, now I know why, not, why I didn't. Because we are now learning the last paragraph, paragraph of Hayashevis Beganim, the idea of sitting in a garden, chaverim, friends sitting in a garden. Friends sitting together in a garden. That is the energy of the year. As we're approaching the, 70, the 70th year, 70 years of the Rebbe's leadership, which we'll go into that as we go further or keep referring back to it, we want to ask ourselves, what is that? The world is reaching a whole new level. How, how do I say that? You know, remember a couple of years ago when we had um, Shnat HaKel? Right, Shnat HaKel. And we remember, oh, wow, Shnat HaKel, sure. Now, do you remember ever having a Shnat HaKel like that before? Never. First of all, Shnat HaKel only was emphasized by the Rebbe. I mean, Shnat HaKel happened all the time in the base of Majors, the eighth year after, you know, after Shemitah. But it was some, you know, a two-minute thing, or whatever it was. <coughs> Everybody in the, 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 the king read from portions of Tyra on, was it Cholomoy Tzukas? I think so. I think the king was sitting and everybody else was standing. Something like that. That was not Hakil. Would anybody have ever... <laughs> it's a, like a million other things in Yiddish type. Oh, so, you know, they open the Sefer Torah, they close the Sefer Torah, they lift it, they this, they that. Who's going to make a whole big deal about it? Okay. Imagine, you're in the time of the base of Yiddish. The it's 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 and the king actually and when they're doing kriyasa tyra 
the king actually reads, the king of Israel reads some sukkim. Great. Great. Who's going to make a whole thing out of that? That becomes my avida for my life. Only the Rebbe, in his unique style, comes along and makes that into a whole thing in the 80s. Shnaf Hakel, because everybody got together in the base of Mezish. So here's the Rebbe saying, okay, so let's really do it. Meaning, let's, the whole world in a way is, or our job is to make the whole world into a base of Mezish. So, and everybody gathers together, and it makes the world into a base of Mezish. So let's gather together. So the way it was, and I remember being at meetings in the, in the early 80s, and they said, wherever you go, get, I remember Githy Sola said, Hakel, Hakel, just think Hakel, wherever you go this year. But it was very kind of, you know, light kind of a thing. The way it was a couple of years ago, there was never a Shnaz Hakel like this before because we didn't have the technology to be able to do these worldwide gatherings. On Eastern Parkway, they have a band, and it costs this much money, and, and the whole world is participating, and it's live streams. When can you do live streams? Etc. Even if you had the worldwide, you know, that was only in the 90s. So, so, this, so this idea of whatever was then, it's, we're talking about a little mimer. Friedrich Reb is talking about friends sitting in a garden. Well, this year, friends sitting in a garden is finally going to really come to life. I mean, who are these friends? These are the malachim. Okay. But the idea of friends sitting together in a garden is going to come to life in this year from Yud Shvat on in a way that it never, ever, ever did before. And obviously... And obviously, it's going to be that, oh, do you always have to go to a garden? Well, are we going to go to a garden in the wintertime? How about if when friends get together, it always becomes a garden? You know, somebody said that she was standing in her kitchen, and she said to someone in her house, she said, if I want my living room to turn into a garden, it will turn into a garden at this moment. You know, we're in a garden right here. I mean, I open my eyes. I'm looking in front of my eyes. I see flowers. So I'm in a garden, aren't I? And, and wherever I look, I see greenery, plus, plus. And whatever the elements of the garden are, can we not make a garden wherever we are? In fact, isn't that what Bati Lagani is? Hashem said, I came to my garden. The whole energy of the year is Hashem says, um, make gardens. How are we doing for heat? Here. Cold? No, hot. Yeah, but it's cold for you, right? Okay, fine. So leave it. It's just hard to think. Fine. So the whole point of Bati Lagani is guys, well, not guys, girls, make gardens. Create gardens. Gardens, 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 gardens. Wherever you go. And sit as friends in the garden. Whenever you're with a person, become their friends, and create a garden energy, a place of delight. Not only a place of delight, a garden is a place <coughs> where there's growth. <coughs> That's who you didn't come together. You need to walk away as different people. 
you need to walk away as plants that grew in the short amount of time that you were together. And so, so this is the paragraph we're focusing on. Um, let me just write that. Uh, Garden. Okay. Garden. Um, let's do this. Oh. Well, this is a great pen. It just doesn't work. We need the marker. Okay. Try this. We need those highlighters. Oh, well. We'll try this. The artist doesn't work. The artists have markers that don't work. <laughs> okay. So, and what do these friends do sitting in the garden? Makshid and Lakolcha, they're listening to you speak. Ashmi Amy. Alpi Parish Rashi. Yeah, I think. So according, to, I think, to what Rashi says, who are the friends and what are they doing and whom are they listening to? They're listening to your Torah. And so, thanks. Do so we have any thick markers? Thick, you know, those things that you... Right. So, all right, fine. That could do. Yeah, it's good enough. So they're listening to your to you. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu. So Hashem says to Knesset Yisrael, "Et Hapazura Begayla Veroya Beganim Shalacherim." So you guys are spread out, and uh, you're actually in other people's gardens. You guys, you Yidden, wherever you are, you're kind of feeling like this place is really amazing. Wow, here I am sitting in this beautiful backyard in Pomona. I wish I had a beautiful backyard. It's really nice to be in someone's beautiful backyard in Pomona, but on the other hand, I wish that I were in my beautiful backyard in Pomona. Let's say. Let's say. There's an advantage to being in somebody else's beautiful garden, and there's an advantage to being in some in your own beautiful garden. I mean, personally... I'd like to be in somebody else's because then I don't have to take care of the weeds. But I'm saying, and no doubt that that's going to come up. You know, when you're sitting in somebody else's garden, after all, it's their garden. But on the other hand, you can just enjoy it. And they, once you leave and go home, they have to take care of the weeds and they have to call the gardener and have a million things to do. Whereas I just get to delight in the garden. So Hashem says to us, you are spread among the nations. And, you're, um, and you are shepherds in the gardens of others. But you're sitting in shul, and you're involved in tyrus. So who's listening to you? The malachim. The malachim. So we're sitting in other people's gardens. And yet the malachim are listening to us. So then the question is, whose garden is it really? If they're listening to us. Is it the malachim's garden? Is it our garden? Maybe there's no more us than them. And that, again, is more a feminine thing. 
because the masculine thing is this is mine. I always tell the story that this this girl came to our house, my 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 friend's daughter, and we were making hamantashen, and the kids were well, I don't know medium age, and we all made hamantashen, and everybody said, as per our family tradition, encouraged by me, um, okay. Everybody has their separate piece of foil. These are my hamantashen. These are yours. These are yours. These are yours. And everybody had their stash of hamantashen. We put them all into the oven. And this girl is from a more um, a, a more uh, a different style family. So she said, could, "Hey kids, could we not do yours and mine? Could we just put all the hamantashen together, and you can eat them all. You can have mine." But just, I can't take this energy of this is your this this is your piece of foil and these are mine and these are yours and these are mine and these are yours. I just want it to be everybody's and take them all if you want them. But just, I don't like the mine and yours thing. So the mine and yours thing is more masculine, and that come on, it's everybody's is more feminine. The Israeli energy is more it's everybody's come take. And the Canadian energy is more, you know, this is my drink and that's your drink. And the Israeli energy is more, okay, you can share. So the Canadian way, I'm saying because I'm so Canadian, is more uh, separated. So what? Masculine. Masculine and separating. This is mine, this is yours. And the Israeli energy is more, everybody's together. That's why we're called Siva Savaya, the army of Hashem, of Avaya. And that's why it says, it says, on, in the essence of that day, all of the Siva Savaya, the hosts of Hashem, the armies of Hashem, went out of Mitzrayim. The shame says, Siva Savaya, Nitin Mitzrayim Dafka. We got this name, Siva Hashem. Now, of course, we think Siva Zashem, you know, it's, but Siva Zashem was not a, until 1980, was, or some more, 81, you know, in the early Mem, oh, this is interesting, I think this Bimer, Tafshin Mem, was said before Siva Zashem, right. Siva Zashem, I think, started in 82, Mem Bay. So here's just a Pusik. Imagine, here is the Rebbe saying of Mimer, Siva Zashem, who's thinking about it? It's not like a Sahab. You know, the badge. This is pre-Sivas Hashem, when the Rebbe is saying this mimer. Nobody has any idea what's about to hit the world. Completely. Sivas Hashem. It's so basic today. Are you in Sivas Hashem? Yeah, I'm in Sivas. So we are with the Sivas Hashem. This is the name that was given to us when we came out of Mitzrayim. Now, interesting. That means when I come out of my limitations, I get the name Siva Hashem. Right? Um, just a sec. So Siva Hashem. Hashem. When I come out of limitations. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, 
in the essence of that day, that's when I, Hashem takes out all of the armies, the hosts, from the in the essence of the day. Who? What is? Wait. What is the difference between army and army of Hashem? Oh, I see. Tzva'os and Tzva'os. They're no, they're known the Kudus here. Tzva'os, the host of God. It really means in English, the host of God, whatever a host is. It doesn't mean the Balabai, the multitude. The difference between Tzva'os and Tzva'os, Tzva'os, Havaya, Tzva'os with an achiric is Lushan Samuk, uh, next to, I guess, connected. Sha Siv Ois Nitfal Lavaya. The Tvaos Tvas the Shav who Indian is Neatma. Okay. Siv Ois means it's next to. It becomes connected to Avaya. And Tvaos means it is by itself. So Siv Hashem means you next to Hashem. That kind of Nitfal, Tafel. Um, you become kind of absorbed into Hashem's energy. When you're Tziva Savaya, you're absorbed into Hashem's energy. When you're Tzva'os, then you stand alone. That would be the difference between God-confidence and self-confidence. Do you want to have self-confidence? Oh, you mean Tzva'os Hashem. Or do you want to have God-confidence? Oh, you mean Tziva Hashem. Hmm. Excuse me, let me write that. Steve, Steve, us, Hashem, Tva'os. Oh boy, I'm going to remember all this. Tva'os, Hashem, Epris. Um, one, um, self-confidence. Confidence. Okay. So, um, okay, and we'll do one more piece. Vehine Adua, Dimashi Yisrael Nikra Adam, who I'll shame Adam Elyon. Okay, why are we called Adam? I'm not sure where that's coming from, but we're called Adam. Why are we called Adam? From Adam Elyon. Shemizemuvan, what does that tell us? Dimashi Yisrael Nikra, Gam Bashem Sivois, Shayach De Lashem Svaad. There are seven names of Hashem that cannot be erased. One of them is Siva Savai. Can't be erased. Yuvandel, Alpi, Mashakasas, Kotkadus, Admar, Azakim. Sheshem, Sibot, Niskala, Ayadeh, and Nevi'im. Where do we get this name, Siva Hashem? The Nevi'im. It is the Shemiyom Shabar, Kodesh Falkos, Elma, Lohaya Adam, Shakara, Kodesh Falkos, Wow. Okay. When Hashem created the world, we never called Hashem Sivas. We never called, we weren't We never had that name. We are the army of Havaya. We never had this, this name army. Meaning the host, the multitude. 
We never had this name. Who gave us this name? Hannah. What did she say? The Karasa Siva, Baruch she called, she said, Hashem, Atid ben Shalcha Liptoch Benavua Veshem Zeh. And Hashem said to her, Your son will have Nevua with this name. Your son will have Nevua with this name. Shikra Nevua Veshem Zeh Hayab Benaviyam Akhrein. The Iker Nevua. The Iker Nevua with this name was with the last Nevim. Shahayu Besaitman Bayis Rishon. The last Nevim were at the end of Bayis Rishon and the beginning of the Golan. Sharav Nuvatam Hayab Veshem Zeh. Most of their Nevua was with this name. Behine Hagam Shid Divrei Hanavim Divrei Kabbalahim Lamat Madrega Divrei Tar. So most of the words of the Nevim most of the words of Kabbalah are lower than the words of Tyra. Even about the Nebu of Moshe, says, There was never again a Navi like Moshe. So we're saying Tyra is at the top. The words of Nebuah are much lower, even though the Moshe is. Yet, Shem Sivayt Loniska B'Tyra. This word Sivas is not mentioned in the Tarikim Benavim Doctor. It's only used for Nevim. Wait a minute. Sivas means you're right there next to Hashem. You're going to speak about me being Sivas Hashem? You're going to speak about the Nevim being Sivas Hashem? What's better than being right there with Hashem? That's a lower level? Well, if that's a lower level, what's a higher level? Not only that, there's some advantage with the words of a Navi over the words of Tzara. How do we know that the words of a Navi are more important in a way? Because if a Navi says to do something and the Tzara says to do something... It's a bigger problem to not do what the Navi says. If a person goes against a mitzvah in the Tyra, God forbid, there are various consequences. If a person goes against the words of the king, there's only one consequence. Off of it. Yeah, the end. If a person goes against the words of the Navi, it's actually stricter than going against the words of Tyra. So obviously there's something about Nevi'im and their words. Nevua is more like the feminine energy. You know, the men, I mean, in the olden days, the men could paskin halacha from Taira, and the women felt certain things. The women had certain feelings about the way things are, and the men thought it was ridiculous especially since the women couldn't read or write or any of that stuff, I assume. Couldn't pass an alaka. But there's an advantage. And now, what does it say? About you, Maisa Mashiach, your sons and daughters will have nevuah. Your sons and daughters will have nevuah. It doesn't say your sons and daughters are going to be great scholars. 
there'll be great impact in Tyra, says they'll have Nebula. What's the big change that's going to happen from Gullus to Gula? They'll have Nebula. Moshe Matinu, Sha'ayvral, Dibre Nabi, Oisenu Kosli Seve, Mizemuv, and Shekenu Gambanagela, Abkagam. Right. It's more strict to go against the words of the Nebula. So, what does the Midler ever say at length? If the punishment for not listening to the words of a Navi is stronger than not listening to the words of the Tyrant, it's Shaykh that the word Sivite comes through Naveen. That the word Sivite comes through Naveen. 